Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday. It is April 10th. Uh, if you're counting, you got 10 days to get your taxes in. Uh, just a friendly reminder here. It's due uh, eight days. Eight days. Did I say 10? Eight days. It's due February. I mean, February. I'm really having a rough morning today. Uh, April 18th is the due date. So if you've not got your taxes done yet, let's uh, get on it. Uh, Dave will be with us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that there's only uh, a few things in this world that you and I can control. And one of them happens to be the amount of risk you have in your current portfolio. But if you don't know what that risk is, you really can't take control. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Let us help you with our core retirement design. Analyze your portfolio and determine if it has the right amount of risk, too much, or not enough. Again, that number is 863-382-0037. we got Dave coming up next. 5.7 Light FM, the phrase there. It's how to save a life. Good morning. We're at 839 here, 21 before 9. Time to check in on your money and see what Wall Street's doing to you this morning after taking a day off on Friday. The government didn't. That made it kind of interesting. Let's see what's going on in the futures markets this morning with the help of Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, you recovered okay from the soda pop festival, I gather. We did. We did. It was two long days, I tell you. It was, uh, yeah, that was uh, something else, I tell you. But uh, <laughs> Hey, markets were closed on Friday. We ended up Thursday, was in the green, so that was good. Um I wish I could say that we had green eight this morning, but it looks like we've rotated back to a little bit of red this morning. Yeah, it sounds like we're kind of uh, mulling over the Friday data. I mean, it was, it was a weird setting. We get probably the most important economic report of the month on a day in which the markets closed. On Friday morning, the official government number came out. We added 236,000 jobs during the month of March and uh, ended up now with an officially reported 3.5% unemployment rate, which is a decrease, which I would think would come into that good news equals bad news setting. But when you dig a little deeper, the jobs added were below the monthly average so far year to date. And the other figures that we've got indicating that the employment market, like the wage growth number, is beginning to moderate just a little bit. And that's kind of what the Fed's shooting for. If they want to shoot for a soft landing, a slowing down without a crash is kind of what they're looking for, I'd wager. Well, I, I think so. That would be good. The other thing we saw was um, consumer credit on Friday. Um, it did not go up near as much as expected. Uh, it did go up $15.3 billion, uh, but the expectation was for it to be at $20 billion. So um, I, I think that may be some good news. It means people are using their brains while things are slowing down a little bit and not sinking themselves too much farther in debt. Uh, yeah, that is definitely seems to be the indication, at least so far. That, now, that's a February number, too. Mm -hmm. Or they've already maxed out all their cards and can't borrow anymore, uh, which that, would be the bad side of that button. <laughs> <laughs> Being the cynic that I am, I plow forward. Yeah, by and large, I mean, you know, and then we added in a bunch of other junk we'd gotten earlier in the month. I mean, things like ISM manufacturing coming in with a miss. Uh, job openings data was missed. The unemployment, uh, the uh, employment growth from ADP was a miss. Uh, the indications are that we're slowing down, but not so precipitously as to be, you know, scary bad news ahead. Uh, if we can get into earnings season, end of this week, beginning of next week, and uh, come up with some do-what-they-said-they-were-going-to-do reports, 
uh, we might actually be able to get through April unscathed on the markets. Well, I mean, that's a, a possibility. It'll be nice. And I, and I don't think the um, the Fed doesn't do anything this month. It'll be next month before they they meet and decide whether or not to raise interest rates or not. Yeah, the next Fed meeting is the 2nd and the 3rd of May, which means we've got three weeks to let everybody mull through data and decide what they're going to do. But this was the last unemployment report that the Federal Reserve will be able to act on unless they get advanced data one way or the other. Uh, Reports coming out this week, it's going to be a really busy week. Today we're going to get some wholesale inventory numbers, and at 11 o'clock they put out consumer inflation expectations, which is kind of like a consumer sentiment number, but the heavy stuff starts happening midweek, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, fast forward to Wednesday. Wednesday is, is going to be a big day because that's the Consumer Price Index Day. Uh, plus, you've got some of your favorite people uh, from the Fed out there uh, speaking. Uh, you got the Richmond Fed, the San Francisco Fed, all out there doing some rubber chicken speaking. Uh, and the FOMC meeting minutes come out on Wednesday as well. That's going to probably be pretty vital because everybody was relieved when they got a quarter point increase in the interest rate out of the last meeting. And the indication was, based upon what Paulson said at his press conference, that we're probably going to be pretty modest on the interest rates. Now, with the minutes, we'll actually get a picture as to just how much disagreement there was as to whether or not the inflation fighting was over. Well, that's true. And then Thursday, we we have obviously normal jobs day, but we also have the producer price index comes out on Thursday, followed up by Friday, a huge day because we're going to get retail sales for March. And uh, man, I, I think this week's packed with some some economic data. Absolutely. And then you notice that, uh, well, Delta kind of starts the earnings season. What did you say it was on Thursday? I think that is, let me pull up the right screen here. I think that is actually Wednesday. Maybe we get Delta. Uh, They've they've kind of replaced Alcoa as the bellwether opening of earnings season for the last few seasons. Delta instead of Alcoa reports first. Yep. So Delta comes out on, you're right, on Thursday. But I will tell you, we got an interesting one to mark is CarMax actually reports in the morning before the market opens. Tomorrow morning? Yep. CarMax. Oh, We will have some reports to talk about. As you mentioned, it was a modestly up day on Thursday before we closed, but uh, I said on Friday the Dow was about as close to flat as you can get. It was only up two and a half points. Standard & Poor's, though, about a third of a percent, and NASDAQ had a nice nice recovery up three-quarters of a percent on Thursday afternoon. I was watching the futures through the weekend, because we didn't have any real money traded around it. It's it's been on the herky jerky side and I'm I'm looking at a pretty substantial dive this morning. Somebody somebody said something on a tip sheet somewhere somebody didn't like because we had a real dip in the major in the major indexes between six and seven this morning. Maybe just everybody sobered up after their Easter mimosas. Uh, that could very well be. It's a Monday, I'm telling you. It's uh but it is a lot of red ink this morning. We've got the Dow down almost four-tenths of a percent. That's a little over $120. The S&P 500 is down almost six-tenths of a percent. That's a little over $23. And then NASDAQ 100 is down a little over eight-tenths of a percent. That's about $105. So everything is squarely in red this morning, including gold and silver. Uh, silver's down Oh, a little over a tenth of a percent, but still above 25, but barely. And then gold is down 
three quarters of a percent, still just barely above 2000 at 2012. Then we got crude oil down three quarters of a percent as well. And we like that one being down is down to $80.11, which is a little bit down from where it was on uh, Thursday. Yeah, we've been hovering in the upper 80s for in the upper 80 to 81 range for a while. So it's nice to see them at least in the low end of that uh, that one dollar range. Overseas markets mixed bag on the Asian rim when they closed this morning. The uh, Chinese mainland markets were off by a bit. Hong Kong up by about the same amount. European markets are looking at our employment numbers from the end of the week and saying, hey, this ain't all bad. They're all pretty much up at least fractionally midway through their day. Keeping tabs on your retirement income and uh, making sure that plan that you had a few years ago holds, you might need to make a change because the economy has been making some changes too. How do I find you to get those recommended changes? You're absolutely right, Dave. And that's why we developed our core retirement design to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And we'll be back here to tell you what happened on Monday and is likely to happen on Tuesday here, same time on light. Philip, you have a good day. Recover from the weekend, and we'll see you then, all right? All right, man. You have a good one, too, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. hope you had a blessed Easter weekend, and I hope you'll join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.